Hey, this is Scott from the Teal Shirt Report. If you haven't heard about Anchor, hey, it's free. It is the easiest way to make a podcast. I spent over 20 years in the radio industry, and our company, BigJReport.com, was looking for a podcast home for our podcast, and we chose Anchor. Anchor has creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And you can make money, too, from your podcast with no minimum listenership. To find us, go to anchor.fm forward slash Scott dash Mullis. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. It's so easy. That's anchor.fm. Hey guys, uh, welcome to the Teal Shirt Report. It's great to be with you. This is Scott. We're going to talk about um, the Jaguars, of course, here on the Teal Shirt Report. Uh, We want to talk about the Jaguars 2019 draft class last year, who, of course, it's rated as one of the top five in the NFL from last year's draft, according to most of the experts. The Jaguars' 2019 NFL draft class considered one of the best last year, and it included first-round draft pick uh, defensive end Josh Allen, six-round pick quarterback Gardner Minshew, and second-round right tackle Juwan Taylor, all three who made tremendous contributions in their first year or rookie years, if you will. Among the best three picks by the Jags last year, again, I'll mention first-round pick defensive end Josh Allen, six-round pick quarterback Gardner Minshew, and second-round pick uh, right tackle Juwan Taylor. Last year, of course, uh, Tom, Tom Coughlin and Dave Codwell, Dave Codwell, the general manager, and Tom Coughlin, executive vice president, running that draft last year. Coughlin is gone now, but general manager Dave Codwell is still here. Again, general manager Dave Codwell is still here with one year left on his contract. Got a little dicey in the third round with tight end Josh Oliver last year, who did not only play, not not more than a handful of plays due uh, to hamstring and back injuries and ended up on season-ending IR. The uh, Allen Minshew and Jawan Taylor picks um, looked good. Uh, looking back at the 2018 NFL draft, the year before last, the second-round pick, wide receiver DJ Chark, seems to be developing well now and blossoming along with another diamond in the rough. Third-round pick, 2018 uh, third-round pick, safety Ronnie Harrison, The NFL draft in 2020 will be very critical and very big for general manager Dave Codwell and Jacksonville Jaguars head coach uh, Doug Marone. As we take a look at some needs, and the Jaguars do need a lot, and some of it's going to depend on 
hey, do the Jags part ways with players like veterans Marcel Darius, Calais Campbell, who seems like he, as most people would, he he wants certainly to continue on his his uh, really uh, well-paying contract. But uh, assuming that Calais Campbell comes back under close to the same terms of his agreement, Marcel Darius could be gone. Um, and, you know, some other players, uh, some other players like uh, A.J. Boye, uh, perhaps is on a big contract. These are the type of players, if you part with, you can save money and then gain money on the camp, of course, if you part ways with A.J. Boye, uh, Marcel Darius, the uh, big defensive tackle, big run suffer, Calais Campbell. On the offensive side, you know, you got a couple of guys on the offensive line. Most people know about the Andrew Norwell situation. And, of course, Brandon Linder. These are players that, as far as the offensive line, I think due to the way the contracts are, sometimes it's, you know, it has to do with players' performance plus the type of contract they're under. Looking at it realistically, again, looking at it realistically, I would say Norwell and Linder, at least one of them will be back, and they they may both be back. So we'll just have to see. So, like I said, there's a – and Marquise Lee is another guy who's not played much football in the last two years due, due to being on the IR the last two years. They will save some money if they part ways with Marquise Lee. And let's face it, Marquise hadn't been on the field much in the last two years at all. Not at all. I think he's, I think Marquise has caught maybe two or three passes in the last two years. So Marquise is, has not been able to be healthy and be on the field. And he was a multi-year contract guy. And sometimes injuries come into play. So there's a lot of... Um, I mean, there's a lot of different factors that come into play, but certainly general manager Dave Codwell has got his work cut out for him because he's got to really, in reality, got to say, well, where do we cut to get the salary cap down where we can sign some other players if we need to? Plus, the NFL draft comes up in uh, April. You've got to decide um, who's returning, who's not returning. And and then free agency, where I could see the Jags maybe being active by signing a player or two in free agency, depending on who they have parted ways with and who they've decided to keep. So I'm kind of looking at maybe, I'm thinking out loud here, maybe two free agents, possibly a cornerback, a cornerback signed in free agency. The, the other signing, it could, it could be broad across the board. It could be a linebacker. Um, I don't think they'll go offensive line in free agency again. I think they could do a linebacker perhaps in free agency. I think more likely a cornerback. On the offensive side, here's an interesting uh, way to look at it. Offensively, in my opinion, the way the contracts are, are stacking up, 
and the way the position is, quarterback looks like it's going to stay status quo. I see I see uh, Gardner Minshew, obviously, on the, the nice rookie deal for the Jaguars. He's very affordable. And Nick Foles is on a four-year contract. This will be the second of his uh, fourth year. However, as most of you know, he can get at the Jaguars can get out of the Nick Foles contract after two years. So I, I do see Nick coming back. So you're going to see a scenario where the Jaguars, when they when they go to free agency and the draft, they're kind of building the team around uh, Foles and Minshew. So when you look at free agency, if there's two positions that you're going to try to sign free agents, and it depends on who you lose too, because there's, you know, there's there's like as many as three to five guys. Some of those guys you could keep, some you could part ways with, but then when you part ways with someone, it creates another need, and of course a certainly another uh, roster spot opening up. And uh, it's, I mean, it's it's going to be an interesting um, next few weeks of free agency, deciding if you're going to, you know, part with players or keep players, redo contracts possibly. I think it's going to be more along the lines of, uh, you know, we're going to keep this guy. We can afford to keep this guy, but we can't afford to keep that guy. Maybe in some cases they keep a big money guy because they can't afford to part with that player, perhaps at that position or the leadership that player brings uh, to the locker room. There's a lot of factors certainly involved. Free agency, offensively, I'm going to say this. I think free agency, the way I'm looking at it right now, if I had to put my finger on free agency on the offense, I'd say there's a possibility the Jaguars could maybe sign – a tight end in free agency, maybe a guy coming off of, you know, coming off his first four years in the league, like perhaps an Austin Hooper uh, from the Falcons, if the Falcons are not able to re-sign him, an Austin Hooper or someone like him that's been in the league for maybe four or five years, and and this guy doesn't break the bank. I think tight end on offense. And then if you sign a tight end in free agency, then you don't necessarily have to draft one. That's kind of what the Jags will probably look at. Also, you know, defense is um, is very, very important. Todd Wash in the present time, as I understand it, is still the Jaguars' uh, defensive coordinator. I feel like they should have – I think they should have parted ways with Wash – and giving should have given him his walking papers weeks and weeks ago, especially after the three blowouts to divisional opponents when the Jaguars' defense gave up like over 200 yards rushing in each of those three straight losses within the division. I mean, that's how you judge yourself. How are we particularly stacking up against our divisional opponents? And there were three straight division games, three straight pretty close to blowout losses. And uh, quite frankly, I was surprised that uh, it was Filippo that was ultimately let go ahead of Todd Wash. Todd Wash is still walking around as the Jaguars defensive coordinator. 
we'll see how this plays out. We do know that DeFilippo was was fired earlier in January. And now, of course, we know that Jay Gruden has been hired as the new offensive coordinator for your Jacksonville Jaguars. So as we look ahead to everything, you know, we look ahead of, um, you know, what the Jaguars need to do. The offense uh, needs a tight end that can catch and block badly and also stay healthy. O-line interior needs some help, probably an extra guard early in the draft they can play now. Also, I would not complain about getting a potential big and tall, uh, potential number one wide receiver that can complement DJ Chark and Westbrook. On defense, defensive line help is going to be needed in the draft and a stud linebacker who can play in the middle and then, you know, move Miles Jack to the outside, then play Miles Jack on the outside in 2020. Kind of my take on how I would approach it. However, if you're going to sign a couple of free agents, you could sign a tight end. You could sign a, you could sign a tight end because I think they're going to part with, with Swaim, who, who ended up on IR last year, like so many of the Jaguars tight ends have, have seen to have ended up on IR the last you know two years since uh, 2018. Uh, if you can sign a free agent tight end, might keep you from having to draft one, but you still might draft one also. You drafted one last year, and he just didn't work out, at least from the standpoint of being on the field. I mean, tight end Josh Oliver, the third round, the early third-round pick last year in uh, 2019, just, um, you know, had a hamstring injury. I think he was out like almost three months with a hamstring injury came back and played a handful of plays and then almost immediately hurt his back. And after hurting his back, ended up on season-ending IR. So free agency, I'm just kind of looking at it this way. You might sign a tight end on offense. You might sign on defense a cornerback, you know, to upgrade there since, you know, since the trade of uh, Ramsey for the two first-round draft picks in each of the next two years. So the Jags do have some, well, they got, you know, two extra first round picks in the, uh, in the 2020 draft, an extra first round pick. And then in the 2021 draft, an extra first round pick when they traded Jalen Ramsey, maybe they can sign a cornerback in free agency. That way you don't have to draft one. And the Jaguars um, in some respect, you know, we're, we're happy with um, Ramsey's replacement for the most part, even though he wasn't Ramsey. But, uh, you know, you get these young players, even if they haven't been drafted, a lot of times they, they show some tremendous improvement and development over a period of uh, this year, next year, and the future. So we'll just have to see how they play it. So, you know, again, um, on offense, the Jaguars need a tight end that can uh, catch and block badly and also stay healthy. Whether that is a draft pick or a free agent pickup, that's kind of what they need. Need an, some offensive line interior, you know, probably an extra guard, depending on how the situation materializes with Lender and Norwell. I mean, the high-priced Andrew Norwell, I understand it could still be on the team 
in 2020. Uh, lender, I I believe if lender, you know, lender signed a, I think a 51 million dollar contract, and he signed that what almost three years ago. And I think the Jaguars are on the hook for about $8 million with Linder, you know, if he plays this year with the Jaguars. So kind of when you look at that, you say, I mean, can you go out and get a center, you know, for less than $8 million? That's good. Maybe not. Now, you, you could draft a center and you get him on the rookie deal. So, you know, honestly, there's – a lot of these different scenarios that are going on with position by position, you know, and then now here's the funny thing that happens in a draft. The draft starts out and some different things happen that you didn't expect. All of a sudden there's a guy on the board at number nine at the number nine pick overall. And you said, we didn't expect him to be there. And we, we've got a, we've got like a, top four grade on this guy, and he's still available. Kind of like what happened last year when Josh Allen uh, fell to the the Jaguars after the Giants had drafted, uh, you know, the Giants drafted the quarterback from Duke. Uh, And then then the Jaguars, when they got their pick, Josh Allen is still there. And a lot of people thought Josh Allen was, you know, a guy that – that could have gone in the top three or four, but when the Jaguars picked last year, he was still on the board. It was a good pick in, in, in honesty and reality because, you know, when you think about it, you got a pass rusher there. Another, as most of you know, too, the the other situation that there's a lot of moving parts with the Jaguars right now. Yannick Ngakwe, they can franchise tag him. They can try to redo his contract. I mean, it's, it's going to depend on if you give him an excellent offer and he takes it, you know, he's going to be here for a number of years. So you can make a great offer to Unique Ngakwe. And if he accepts it, great. And if he doesn't accept it, how high will you go? I don't think there's going to be a lot of negotiation there. I think the Jaguars will, you know, make him an offer maybe close to as high an offer as they can afford to make. And then he'll either take it or he won't. They can franchise tag him. They can trade him. I mean, yeah, Nick and Gakwe, I mean, that'll set a lot of things in play. But we we do need um, several different players at several different positions the way it's breaking down. So I just gave you a few of my thoughts. I mean, I'd love to see him draft a tight end early. I don't know if that'll happen. It didn't really happen last year, even though you had a guy in the third round, Josh Oliver, that was picked. I was hoping for TJ Hawkinson, the tight end out of Iowa last year. But, you know, and and the Lions did draft him right after the Jaguars drafted. But we didn't know we didn't know Josh Allen uh, was going to be there when the Jaguars picked in the NFL draft in 2019 either. Josh Allen is in the Pro Bowl. That's right. Josh Allen is in the Pro Bowl. Josh Allen made the Pro Bowl. Uh, So did uh, defensive lineman Calais Campbell and second-year wide receiver DJ Chark. And defensive end Josh Allen is just a rookie. 
and he made the Pro Bowl. So the three Jaguars that made the Pro Bowl included defensive lineman Clayus Campbell, defensive end Josh Allen, and wide receiver DJ Chark. I really hope they're going to build the team around Foles and Minshew. Minshew's not at the Pro Bowl. Now, he's on his cross-country uh, off-season trip from the East Coast to the West Coast. And, uh, you know, you know I, I certainly, you know, Minshew is a guy that's, uh, you know, he's an exciting young player and a fan favorite at this point. So, I really hope Minshew is here for a long time. I hope Nick Foles is here for at least one more year, and we'll see where it goes. And you know how the quarterback position is. You can easily get a guy hurt, and then the other guy's got to play. You start Minshew, he gets hurt, then Foles has to play. You start Foles, he gets hurt, Minshew has to play. So I do like in the year 2020 to keep, 2020 to keep both of these guys. Nick Foles has proven to be an incredible backup. I was just looking at uh, some of the temperatures. Uh, well, uh, here in Jacksonville, we hit a low temperature of 37 on Sunday morning, January the 26th, as we're recording uh, this podcast. So, we, you know, people ask me, hey, do you get any cold weather in Jacksonville? Sometimes we do. 37 was our low on Sunday, uh, January the 26th. By the way, we'll take a look as we, we kind of wind up our our discussion on the Jaguars. Let's move into North Florida Entertainment. Run down a few concerts for you right now. I understand that Sinbad the Comedian will be at the Florida Theater on January the 31st of 2020 at 8 o'clock p.m. Uh, here in Jacksonville at the Florida Theater. Sinbad, you know, had his, uh, his day when he was really in his prime years and years ago. Still a very funny guy. Check him out at the Florida Theater on January the 31st at 8 o'clock p.m. That's at 8 o'clock p.m. on January the 31st. Uh, Kansas, famous uh, for their song Dust in the Wind. They will be at the Florida Theater Saturday, February the 1st at 7.30 p.m. Uh, here in Jacksonville. That's uh, Saturday, February the 1st of 2020 at 7.30 p.m. At the Florida Theater here in Jacksonville. That's Kansas, uh, famous for their song, Dust in the Wind. Michael Blue Blay. Michael Blue Blay, who um, recorded the, the song. I really like the song he recorded called I Want to Go Home. And he's got a lot of great songs. You can see Michael Blue Blay. Uh, Michael Blue Blay will be in concert here in Jacksonville, Florida. On Tuesday evening, March 17th of 2020 at 8 o'clock p.m. at the Star Veterans Memorial Arena. And, of course, tickets um, are on sale at the usual outlets and on the usual sites, you know, the stub-ups, etc. So uh, get your ticket to go to the show of your choice. That is a look at the Teal, sh uh, the teal Shirt Report. And some North Florida entertainment for you uh, today, along with uh, Jaguars talk, how I kind of see the draft, the NFL draft coming up, you know, with free agency looming. And are you going to keep Calais Campbell? Are you going to keep Marcel Darius? They're going to have to part with somebody to get some cap relief. So I think the key guys to uh, keep an eye on Calais Campbell, 
Does he stay or does he go? It's like the old Clash song. Does he stay or does he go? Uh, should I stay or should I go, right? But I think it's actually up to the general manager, Caldwell. But you're looking at these players, Calais Campbell, Marcel Darius. Marcel Darius is coming off a surgery that ended his season about halfway, almost almost halfway through the season. And the defense, when Marcel went out, boy, you could tell. You could tell it. You know, and I'm, I haven't ever been excited in the last two years about, you know, defensive coordinator Todd Wash's scheme. But I'm going to tell you, I think Marcel Darius was kind of masking that scheme because he's such a good run stuffer. Do you want Marcel Darius back? You have to pay up because it's a big number left on the contract. If you part ways with Darius, it frees up a lot of salary cap room. Same thing with Calais Campbell. Can you afford to let Campbell go, though? What a great leader he's been and a fantastic guy in the community, Calais Campbell. Also, A.J. Boye has been a great cover corner. He's probably not gotten all of his due because Ramsey was here. Could you keep Boye and let him be your main cornerback, or do you go out and sign somebody else? You know, of course, you got to get somebody to replace. Uh, Herndon replaced uh, Ramsey last year, but, you know, is uh, Herndon the guy? Is Herndon the guy long term, or at least in 2020? We'll see. You got the draft coming up, free agency, the parting of the ways. Do you part with this player, not part with that player? Who are you going to keep? Uh, it's going to be all unscrambled, you know over the next several weeks. That is a look at the Teal Shirt Report. Uh, thank you for tuning in. My name is Scott. Uh, you can also follow us on our website at bigjreport.com. Our website is bigjreport.com. We have a Facebook group, too. The Facebook group is called bigjreport.com. You can type bigjreport.com on, um, on your Facebook browser. And come right in and check it out. It's a public group. Anybody can come in and, um, you know, see what's going on. We, we do keep up with a lot of North Florida, North Florida uh, sports, South Georgia. Uh, we've got, you know, folks in that group from North Florida, South Georgia, and even a small cluster of folks from South Alabama, Central Florida. And, of course, the nationwide Jaguars fans and the worldwide Jaguars fans are in our Facebook group, too. So check out our website also, bigjreport.com. That's bigjreport.com. And join us uh, here on our podcast. Uh, our podcast is called the Teal Shirt Report, where we mainly um, keep you updated with about three different things. The Jaguars mainly. Also other uh, local area sports pertaining to our area, North Florida and surrounding areas. And, and also uh, North Florida entertainment, you know, like the concerts, you know, if we got, if we got really cold weather, North Florida, we'll let you know about that too. And, uh, Hey, you guys have a great day. And again, thank you for tuning in to the Teal Shirt Report today. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening.